All right, the Pelicans take on the Lakers tonight in the semifinals of the in-season tournament. What are the key matchups to watch? Any rotation changes coming? Will the refs play a factor? Will Gallery of the Athletic helps me preview the game in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans? Let's go. You are Locked on Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with Will Guillory, at Will Guillory on Twitter. Will, how does it feel to be back in Vegas unexpectedly? It's good, man. This is actually my first third time here with since uh i came here for summer league i came here for team usa with bi and now i'm back for the end season tournament so i need to just go ahead and just start getting my mail sent out here uh so i can get, get real comfortable out here in vegas i know you've, you've been on planes a bunch recently so i appreciate you taking yes. a couple of minutes here to preview this game because this is pretty fun so today's episode of lockdown pelicans brought to you by FanDuel make every moment more right now new customers get 150 dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet it's 150 bucks if your team wins like the pelicans visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started so you're in vegas you're there covering the team and everything does this feel different does this feel like more than just technically a regular season game which it is Oh, I mean, no question. <laughs> Anytime it's the Lakers versus the Pels, it feels like something, especially when all of these guys are healthy. It's not too often we've actually gotten a chance to see Zion and B.I. versus LeBron and A.D. And then you put it in Vegas with the in-season tournament with $500,000 on the line. Yeah, it feels like a lot. And I think for the Pelicans in particular, they're taking this very seriously just because they're a franchise that just hasn't won as much. They haven't been on these big stages with the bright lights. So they want to give these young guys an opportunity just to see what it feels like. So I think it's a big deal for them, no doubt. Yeah, did they, did, is that how it was kind of feeling after the game in Sacramento? You know, did it feel like they kind of amped up the preparation just a little bit? Were they treating it more like a playoff game than like a regular season game? Yeah, I think if anything, you saw just with Willie Green's rotations, he, it looked like a playoff game. But, you know, B.I. Basically eight like man, right? In that game, they cut the... Uh, they bench you know Jordan Hawkins got a DMP which I know some Pels fans were fired up about he kind of cut the rotation he leaned on his main guys a whole lot you even saw him sitting uh, Zion a little bit at the end for defensive purposes so I think they definitely took the game very seriously and I think uh, not only with the in-season tournament being a big deal but they knew that Sacramento was going to be fired up because they beat up on Sacramento a couple times in New Orleans you know just a few weeks ago so they knew Sacramento was going to come in locked in really wanting to show them something in that game. And I think that's what made the win even more impressive, that they took that early punch and they just walked them down and, and gradually just kind of beat them up a little bit in that second half. So, yeah, I think it was a really impressive win. I think you saw how much they were really locked in uh, for that moment, uh, which is a great sign for a, a really young team. Well, So when, when you were on with me last time, you know, I, I was almost asking you leading questions about this team in a way, and you seem very – calm about them saying they just needed to simply play better right you said that about bi and zion just like they weren't playing well enough it wasn't so much that they can't coexist or other things I'm just gonna see if i can get a quote out of you and um 
you just said they've got to play better. They've got to elevate their game and kind of figure a couple of things out. And I mean, looking back on it these past two, three weeks, you know, it seems like you were right on that. You know, is this kind of what you were expecting from this Pelicans team right now? Almost peaking once they finally got everyone healthy. Zion playing at a higher level. B.I. having arguably, you could say, maybe the best game of his Pelicans career on the road in Sacramento with how he played, even shooting threes. Yeah, I would tell you the vibe is much different now than it was the last time we talked. And if I told you back then I would be in Vegas right now, I think everybody would have called me a liar. So, yeah, things it shows you how quickly things can change in the NBA. And two weeks from now, it might be right back in the slum. Everybody might be angry again two weeks from now. That's just the way the NBA season goes. But I think uh, for one, and I've written about this a bunch, I think that the big thing that changed for this team was that team meeting and just everybody getting in the room and really talking about, you know, what was going wrong, what needed to be fixed. Uh, I think the Zion comments after that, well, it was the, the Rockets game first, and then he basically repeated the same thing after the Dallas game about him being playing a backseat role. I think that was something the team needed to address, and I think uh, a lot of times you see those team meetings, they can go one way or the other, right? It could be a whole bunch of dudes yeah. in the room yelling at each other, or, or it can turn into everybody getting on the same page, and I think the fortunate thing for the Pels is they really use that as a moment to really galvanize this team, and in particular, it galvanized the two stars, which is what we're talking about here is those two guys elevated their game. Uh, they found out how to work together. And I think you saw a, a very intentional effort on both of their parts and on the coaching staff to get those two guys on the same page. We've seen the videos of them working out together after practice. They're communicating more. Uh, I think they're, they're very conscious of we have to work together. We have to make this thing work. And I think everybody else has kind of followed suit. And then on top of that, a huge part of this is just getting healthy. Uh, I think that's what you yeah, saw in the Sacramento game. Trey Murphy having a big impact. CJ McCollum's back, and he's playing well. Uh, I think a big thing for them was just getting that rotation in order and just getting some shooters out there on the court uh, to give B.I. and Zion the spacing that they need. So, yeah, everything kind of has come together for them at the right time, but it started with Zion and B.I. getting on the same page and just playing better, like we said last time. Like you said last time, I'm not going to take any credit on that, on that one here. You're like, <laughs> they just need to play better here. Um, which, like you said, it, it ended up kind of being the case. So what do you expect from those two in this game against the Lakers? You know, Zion didn't have the best game. He was kind of oddly taken out of it on offense, I thought. Was kind of timid at times. But B.I. stepped up. But you saw some good play between the two of them, right? Zion running dribble handoffs Brandon Ingram. It sprung him basically for two or three of his three-pointers that he made in that game, which I think is really important for him. You expecting more of the same? There are going to be different wrinkles for this. How do you see those two stars impacting this game for the Pelicans? Yeah, I think anytime you see B.I. against the Lakers is interesting. You know, there's always going to be some some type of bad blood there going against his former team, the team that traded him away, especially with LeBron and still being there. So I think he's going to come in locked in, wanting to make a big impact and and I think you're exactly right that Z is coming off a bad game. So I think he's going to want to be really aggressive. He's going to want to test Anthony Davis at the rim. And I think this matchup in particular is going to be very interesting uh, just because the Lakers try to trend a little bit smaller with with Anthony Davis at center, playing guys like Vanderbilt or, uh, you know, LeBron at the four. And with this Pelicans team, we always say it's very difficult to not have two bigger guys on the court to deal with JV and Zion. And I think what they do with Zion, 
and it's going to be really interesting because I, I don't think you can necessarily put AD on him for the whole game because JV's going to feast at the rim. Uh, you can't necessarily put guys like Vanderbilt or Cam Reddish on him because they're too small. And then on top of that, you got to worry about Brandon Ingram, right? So I think it's going to be a, a very interesting chess match between these two coaches, how they, they kind of match their defensive guys uh, versus one to have more spacing out there. Uh, I think it's going to be very interesting. But again, it starts with Zion and Brandon Ingram. If those guys are really aggressive, if they're getting into the paint, it's going to put a lot of pressure on Anthony Davis to not only protect the rim, but keep JV off the offensive board. Which is, a, I think it's going to be a really big storyline in this game as well. And I think also just, uh, again, how these two coaches handle, I think both of them are going to be very deliberate in saying, Jared Vanderbilt, you take those shots. Uh, I think on the other side, they're going to say Dyson Daniels, Najee Marshall, if you're in the game, we're going to allow you guys to shoot. And how much of the, those coaches respond by saying, we got to take some of our defensive-minded guys on the court to give our stars the spacing they need. And how much can those, quote-unquote, non-shooters make enough shots to keep them on the court? Uh, because I think it's going to be really hard for the Lakers to defend if they don't have Vanderbilt and Cam Reddish out there. And if you take just even one of those guys out there, I think it's going to free up B.I. and Zion to really make a big impact on this game. Yeah, I want to talk about that coming up. I It's like literally noted on my next on my notes here is like defensive assignments and things and getting into the rotation. So you teed it up perfectly. You're a professional here, Will. And Valanciunas in the third segment. So I love this. We're going to get into all of that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Right now, though, I'm excited to tell you about FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because if the weather gets colder, the NBA offers stay hot over at FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. You think the Pelicans are going to beat the Lakers? Bet 5 bucks on it. You win that $5 bet if the Pels win, and you get 150 bucks in bonus bets. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. I love it because the app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including the spreads. The Pelicans are currently a one-and-a-half-point underdog. It's actually fairly close. You've got the player props, the over-unders, and tons more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on. Get in on the NBA action. Have more fun watching these games here. FanDuel is an official uh, partner of the NFL and the official sports book of Locked On. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast. Coming to y'all, breaking down the game. We're going to get into some X's and O's here with Will Guillory of The Athletic getting his great insight on here. You set it up. That was awesome. We didn't plan this out ahead of time. Well, um, let's look at like, the defensive assignments, right? I was I it's, I was just on the Locked On Lakers podcast talking with them about it. They were upset by the way that I had you coming on with me instead of me bringing them on, which was kind of funny. Um, so they think that LeBron is going to start on Zion Williamson and they're going to start Cam Reddish on Brandon Ingram and it leaves Anthony Davis to be on Jonas Valanciunas. And I tend to agree with them that I think that's what we're going to see. But it goes back to what you said, right? If Zion can then get into the paint and force Anthony Davis to rotate over and try and protect that rim, same for B.I. and he's been really good attacking the rim this season. Feels like Jonas Valanciunas could be in line for like a secretly like important game here for New Orleans. Yeah, no doubt. And I think it's going to be a, a big time mental game uh, for Zion Williamson, because I think you saw a little bit in that Sacramento game. He felt how big a game that was. Right. And he kind of felt like maybe I need to take a, a let me go ahead and say it, a backseat a little bit and give B.I. a chance to get going here. And he kind of felt that he wasn't really in the right rhythm. He had a couple bad turnovers. They're kind of trying to force the ball to JV. And I, I really want 
want to see him be more aggressive and in particular not allow LeBron James to kind of fool him in the turnovers. I think the Kings kind of did that a few times where they kind of he kind of telegraphed those passes to JV, kind of those big, big passes under the basket. And I think you're going to see more than a few times LeBron saying, I'll let you drive and I'll let AD come help. And when you try to dump it over to JV, I'll jump in and get that steal. And I think that's those are the type of plays Zion is going to have to avoid. He's got to be patient. He's got to be willing to take that bump and try to finish over Anthony Davis, maybe get him in the foul trouble. Because I think another big part of this is once you get past those starting centers for both teams, there really isn't much there on the bench, right? The Pelicans, no, it's Jackson Hayes. Out. I don't think they want to play. Yeah, they, they don't want to play Cody Zeller a whole bunch off the bench. If they put Jackson Hayes out there and try to defend the rim, good luck with, with Zion and JV out there. Uh, we, we've seen Jackson uh, try to play center and defend the rim in the past. It's not always great. Uh, so, yeah, I think both teams are going to be very conscious of not allowing their centers to get in foul trouble. And I think allowing those guys to stay at the rim. And part of that, is, again, is can you make them pay when they leave those shooters open? I think we've seen Trey Murphy have really big games in his career against the Los Angeles Lakers. I think this is going to be a big opportunity for him to get some open shots, force them to, to you know, not have two, three people parked in the paint every time Zion drives. Uh, but again, I think this is, this is going to be a big time mental game for Zion to kind of play that mental game with LeBron and AD. I think those guys are going to try to fool him a lot in this game. And he just got to be smart and patient and make the right passes and just continue to be aggressive. I think you're exactly right that his aggression just kind of went away because he felt like he wasn't playing well in that Sacramento game. But in this one, he's got to stay aggressive and that's going to free things up for everybody else. So you mentioned the shooters and needing to make the Lakers pay for basically collapsing the defense there to take away the rim. You know, we saw no Jordan Hawkins in this game. You mentioned it earlier where some Pelicans fans were a little bit questioning that. Do you think he might be in the rotation? Do you think it's going to be Willie Green more or less running an eight-man rotation with like a single stint for Dyson, a single stint for Cody Zeller, or is it going to be expanded, changed a little bit? I wouldn't be surprised if it looked similar to the way it did in Sacramento. I think, you know, they, they felt how big that game was and it's going to feel even bigger tomorrow in Vegas, you know, with a ton of Lakers fans in the building, the pressure of going against the Lakers. Uh, I think they want to have guys out there that they trust and in particular guys out there that they trust defensively. And I think a big thing, especially you saw with that second unit coming in. Uh, they really feel like a, a primary part of their identity is being able to create turnovers and get guys running. And you saw that with Jose, you saw that with mm -hmm. Najee, uh, with Herb, obviously. They want to continue to do that, and they want to have guys out there who can create those turnovers and get them running because they understand the flaws that they have in half-court situations, how much pressure they put on their stars. So if they're able to get those steals and get out in transition, I think that's when you see this team become really dangerous and they become a very bad matchup for a Lakers team that doesn't want to run, right? They want to have LeBron control this game in the fourth quarter, run those pick and rolls with AD over and over again, and allow those role players to kind of stand around and get open shots off of uh, LeBron and AD or Austin Rivers. And I think outside Austin Rivers, Austin Reeves. And I think if you, uh, if they allow this game to become half court and allow LeBron to be the cerebral guy, it's going to put a whole lot of pressure on BI to make tough shots. But if they can get those turnovers, if they can be disruptive, then I, I I just don't think the Lakers are going to be able to keep up with them because the, the Pels just have so many athletes. Yeah, the, the Lockdown Lakers guys were, were really intrigued 
by this matchup. And I wouldn't say that like I came away from that interview I did with them, like f- with them feeling that they think they're very confident going into this one. And it's, it's really interesting, right? Cause we don't have like a ton of data to go on, you know, Zion played against the Lakers one time last year and they didn't have Brandon Ingram here. So seeing how the Pelicans approach this game, how they go against a team that's in theory going to be in competition to win the West. I don't really know with this Lakers team, but it's going to be, interesting to see how they kind of approach it with like a full healthy roster because we've never seen something like this let alone in like a pressure-packed situation you, you mentioned the anthony davis lebron james pick and roll i would assume they're going to be trying to target Jonas valanciunas out there on the perimeter a little bit so i'm going to be really interested to see how the pelicans try and defend that right because if you you mentioned if you can get valanciunas off the court and it was in foul trouble a little bit against the kings zeller has done a good enough job in limited minutes but i don't think anyone really wants this team relying too much on Cody Zeller. How do you see that playing out with the pick and roll defense with LeBron, with Anthony Davis and what they're going to try and do? Yeah, no doubt. And I think it's going to be huge. And one part of it uh, is what we've seen a few different times this year is how much can Herb Jones stay out of foul trouble? Because we know LeBron is a guy who puts his head down. Uh, I'm I'm going to be willing to bet that he may get a few favorable calls from the refs. I'm sure we're going to talk about the refs at some point. (laughs) We're going to talk about the uh, end of that (laughs) Lakers-Suns game, right? And the timeout (laughs) and all that. Come on. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But I think that's going to be a big time game within the game is can Herb stay on the floor? Can he stay out of foul trouble? How much can he get over those picks uh, by Anthony Davis and keep a uh, keep LeBron in check? And how much can LeBron make them pay by hitting jumpers? I think you see LeBron. There's basically two versions of LeBron at this point in his career. That's him when he's hitting jumpers and him when he's not. Right. And when he is hitting jumpers, he's a much more dangerous player, and especially when you have a big like JV who wants to play drop the entire game. Uh, So I think that's going to be really big. And also uh, another game within the game is how much the Pelicans can utilize Zion at the center. I think that Sacramento Mm -hmm. game, we saw a whole lot of Zion at the center. And I think they were comfortable with that because we saw Zion a few different times do pretty well in those one-on-one situations where Sabonis tried to post him up. I think AD is such a crafty guy playing face-up, drawing fouls. I don't know how much you can get away with Zion garden ad one-on-one in space uh so i think that's going to be really interesting how much the pels can get away with that can they rebound with zion at center ad uh, obviously a really great offensive rebounder uh so i think that's going to be uh two really big factors but i think again what the pelicans is always about herb jones defensively how much of an impact he can make how much he can keep the other team's best player in check and how much can he stay on the court and avoid foul trouble, uh, which has been an issue for him at times this year. Yeah, the past like handful of games, it feels like he's been in foul trouble in the first half more often than not. So I'm going to be really curious to see. And the Lakers do an excellent job of drawing fouls, probably aided by their reputation, a little bit at least. But they get to the line at like the second most team in the league. They're very good at not sending opponents to the line either. And you mentioned the offensive rebounding. You know, that allowed him to build a big lead against the Phoenix Suns in that game on Monday night. They were getting those offensive boards in the second chance points. They were up and looked like they, they were up 12 at half and looked like they were going to run away with that game let's have some fun let's let's talk refs and a couple other miscellaneous things that i have planned here coming up in the in the next segment this we save it for the third segment here where we don't get in too much trouble that's coming up here next in today's episode with will guillory on locked on pelicans right now though i'm excited to tell you about prize picks prize picks is daily fantasy made 
easy. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros, sharks, you just pick more or less on stat projections for two to six players. And then you watch the winnings roll in. And it's super simple, right? You can even do cross-sport plays here. So if you want to take LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey for, at a 10 and a half combo of three-pointers made in receptions, you can do that. And Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so your entries stay in play if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if a player exits the game in the first half, doesn't return, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy, and it's super easy to go make your picks. So go to Prize Picks dot com slash locked on NBA and use code locked on NBA for a first time deposit match up to $100. That's free money right there. Make a deposit. They're going to match it up to $100 when you use promo code locked on NBA over at prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA prize picks. It's daily fantasy sports made easy. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast. Become an everydayer. If you're an everydayer, let me know in the comments down below on YouTube. If you listen two days a week, try listening three days a week. we got the great breakdowns here. Great guest in Will Guillory, who's a regular on the show. What were your thoughts, Will, on the end of that Lakers-Suns game with Austin? <laughs> so this was this was like poetic in a sense, right? You had Austin Reeves, oh, who goodness. does grift for fouls a little bit, grifting for a foul, doesn't get it called, loses bit. the ball. Should have been a should have been a turnover. No, I, I think there's no question. I think one, uh, if you put basically any other player in the league in LeBron in that moment i'm willing to bet they don't get that timeout call i think yeah. the reverence for lebron in that moment when he's standing about five feet away from the refs uh, i think he gets that timeout more than i would say probably at least half of the league doesn't get that timeout call and i think the last two minute report uh has, i was rolling my eyes at that one because i think knowing how much that call basically decided that game and knowing that that call uh, almost kind of took at least a chance of each of those Suns players winning five hundred thousand dollars. I, I don't yeah. think there was a chance in hell they were going to say they messed up that call. So I, no. it did not surprise me at all that they said that that was the correct call at all. I do think it was a really bad call. I think uh, I would be really upset if I was a Suns fan in that, that moment because because you just saw that they were going to have at least a chance to tie that game and give them chance uh, themselves a chance to win it. Uh, I think it's just really rough for the league in that moment. Uh, it's fortunate for them that it didn't happen in Vegas. I mean, imagine if that call happens in the finals Ooh, of the NCAA goodness, tournament yeah. that they're all proud of. And then uh, uh, something like that decides the winner. Uh, so I think they, they kind of lucked out in that sense. But, yeah, I think it's really tough. But at the end of the day, it was a great game. That's the unfortunate part is that it was a sensational matchup it. between LeBron and KD. Both of those guys were amazing in that game. It was a back and forth. We've seen it already a few times this year. Suns and Lakers playing in some great games. And just that one thing took away from it at the end. But, I mean, the Lakers played really well in that game. Austin Reeves hit a huge three-pointer right before that, you know, almost turnover. So, you, you got to give the Lakers credit just for putting themselves in that position. Uh, but, yeah, like, I thought it was a really bad call and, and just, like, unfortunate for the league to not just own up and admit that they blew that one. Yeah, you know, I agree with you. It should have been a turnover. It's because he's LeBron. They got the time out there. That's what's going to be interesting about this, though, I think, right? You have LeBron who is kind of like openly lobbying about how he wants to win and saying all the right things and like literally building up the tournament in a way that the league wants. And I love the in-season tournament. This has been a lot of fun. 
This is also essentially going to be a Lakers home game in Vegas. They have tons of fans in Vegas. You might have some travel from LA to go to it as well. If I'm a Pelicans fan, like I'm a little nervous about how the refs are going to be impacted in this one, particularly when you know that the Lakers go to the line. They have the fourth highest um, free throw rate in the league of in terms of free throws divided by like shot uh, field goal attempts here. They don't send teams to the line like this one has like potential to have like the narrative at the end of the game be like, what were the refs doing or something like that? It feels like which could overshadow a very good game. Yeah, and we've said it a few times now. I think a big part of this game is which guys can stay out of foul trouble and which guys, yeah. if they do end up in foul trouble, how that impacts the outcome, whether it be AD and their lack of backup centers, Herb Jones, whether it be Zion and B.I., or you can go throughout the list. I think that's going to be a huge storyline. And also with Zion, we've seen so many times this year, uh, just his effectiveness is dictated a lot of times by what type of calls he gets because we know He's going to the paint. We know people are going to hit him. We know people are going to bump him. Uh, and this is a matter of is he going to get those calls or not? How many times can he get to the free throw line? And uh, also how much he gets frustrated by lack of calls. And I think uh, one quiet storyline during that Kings game was I think a big galvanizing factor for the Pels was the fact that B.I. just wasn't getting calls in that game whatsoever. And Keegan Murray was just mugging him. I, I thought Keegan Murray was just putting hands on him, pushing him that entire fourth quarter in particular, and they just couldn't buy a call. And I think you saw Willie Green a few times get really upset with Tony Brothers. And I remember one time, I think he just called a timeout purely just to yell at Tony Brothers. I don't even think he yeah. talked to the guys on the bench. He just talked to Tony Brothers that entire timeout. And I think uh, I, I think partially that kind of lit a fire under B.I. He said, okay, I'm it not did. I agree calls, with you. So I'm go out and do my thing and i think uh potentially that could be a factor here if him or zion just kind of get pissed off with the refs and say okay y'all won't give me calls when i'm just going to take over and it doesn't even matter what the refs do right? obviously that's what great players do right you find a way uh, so i think that's going to be an opportunity for them to show that but yeah the refs are going to be huge in this game as they are basically every time the lakers play yeah, way to find the silver lining in that, though. Maybe it galvanizes the team and they have to like step up in the face of adversity here. That was really good. If hypothetically, let's not get ahead of ourselves here, jinx it, which I'm sure people in the comments will now claim. If the Pelicans win, do you hang a banner in the Smoothie King Center over this? Listen, I've been a big proponent of this from day one before I even knew the, the Pelicans would be here. I think absolutely you got to hang a banner. First of all, for people who haven't been in the Smoothie King Center, they don't have any banners up there in the Raptors. I think they <laughs> might be the, the only NBA team without anything, without any retired jerseys, without any accolades from the team, no accolades from another team, like a hockey team or a women's team who plays in the, the arena. So I think that would be really cool just to have the first banner up there to be the in-season tournament. Uh, but also I think just to, to say we were the first teams to win this tournament, uh, I think it's going to be something to, to be proud of, regardless of who does it. And I think, of course, if you're the Lakers, they might feel a little too bougie to hang a banner with all of the championships they've won in retired jerseys. But if you're the Pelicans, I've said it, these guys are taking pride in the fact that we haven't won that much in this league, and this is a big opportunity. And I think, yeah, if you win this, you should take pride in it. I want them with T-shirts and hats. I want the, the pics of Zion in the locker room with the cigar like Joe Burrow. Uh, we got, I don't, I don't know about a parade. That might be a little bit much. But, yeah, you should take pride in it to celebrate it because it's a, a meaningful moment for all of these guys yeah and look the league is taking it seriously i said this on my show yesterday to the everydayers out there like if lebron's taking this seriously if tyrese halliburton is taking it seriously and that dude's taking it real seriously right like if 
teams and players are taking this seriously. Be proud that you won. They're treating these games entirely differently. Final, final question here, and then we'll let you go. <laughs> I got to be careful on this one. How do you, you saw the clip of Zion and Bi saying they haven't thought about how they're going to celebrate if they win? The way they laugh there, you believe them? They haven't talked about how they're going to celebrate. You have any guesses? How they might try uh, not and celebrate? Even close, not even close. <laughs> I've been in the locker room with these dudes. I know how much they joke around, and you heard them on the bench during the game, not even after the game, during the game, screaming about going to Vegas. Like they all knew what was on the line. They all were looking forward to being out here in Vegas, the bright lights. I'm sure that at least a few guys are going to go out and enjoy themselves tonight. Uh, so, yeah, 100%, all of those dudes have something in mind, what they're going to do with that money. I'm sure. I don't know if it's as explicit as some people in the comments are thinking what they're going to do with the money. Uh, <laughs> but those guys are going to have some fun. Uh, there, there may be some things that only adults can see that that's involved with the money. Uh, but, yeah, the, those dudes know what they're doing with that cash. And any of them who say they don't, that they're lying. Because uh, if, if a $500,000 check was waiting for me at the arena tomorrow, I would have some plans for that money as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen Zion laugh that hard in any sort of press conference. And he's had some fun <laughs> in some of these, too, with some of the questions and things like that. So, look, whatever motivates them to win, I think, is going to make Pelicans fans happy here. Hey, so man, that's going to do I, it. I told you <laughs> earlier in the season, I, I prefer that over the, the, the grumpy Zion we were getting earlier in the season. So if we can get jokey laughing Zion, I'll take that any day over the guy I was talking to earlier this season. I'm with you now that they're winning, now that things look a little bit, bit better, and hopefully they can keep it rolling with the in-season tournament. We'll find out on Thursday night, then we'll see about the finals and if the Pelicans are going to be in there playing an extra game. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. I'm Jake Madison, your host, at Nola Jake on Twitter. He is Will Guillory from The Athletic, at Will Guillory. Appreciate y'all listening. Be back tomorrow to recap the game.